into positions of hopelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God Bless America. No, no, no. Not God Bless America. God damn America. That's in the Bible for killing innocent people. God damn America for treating us citizens as less than human. God damn America. As long as she tries to act like she is God and she is supreme. All right. What's up, pod damn Americans, pod damn Marinos, uh, pod podheads pod friends americanos um this is welcome to pod damn america our show today is brought to you by blue apron the home subscription cooking service uh blue apron for only 9.99 a month you can get uh we've got great stuff coming to you we've got um uh pan seared uh arugula um oil tossed uh, asparagus bites rolled in panko crusted honey uh we've got uh um fr- uh, deep fried home shallot beet fries with an aioli glaze they're, they're gonna give them right to you you're gonna put them together right in your home kitchen and put them together and cook them with your your friends and your family and your loved ones your girlfriend while you're listening to the podcast you sit there right in right in the kitchen and just chop them up listen it's great for you you know we've also got we got so much we're going to give you so much rock and roll fucking food. It's We got uh, craisins. We got craisins. We're going to roll them together with some, some Takis and some Pocky sticks and serve them to you in a hollowed out beehive. There's one box that's uh, it's got, it's got, it's got small chopped minced flakes of government cheese served in a mason jar topped with valerian steel cut oatmeal. John Snow cut them up with his sword. It's great. Uh, yogurt snacks dipped in cake pops with popsicle sticks coming right out of the top of it. Uh, there's going to be a hollowed out tree that's full of candy corn and just an old old cans of Four loco. You can't get that anymore, can you? You can with Blue Apron. Uh, one of the boxes is just full of cum. There's a cactus that's dressed up like a little cowboy. And he's just full of cigarettes and lottery tickets. Lottery tickets you can use to buy to get more blue apron blue apron uh, one of the boxes it's just full of ghosts and a postal worker's severed head uh pickles brined in a, in a longshoreman's urine um uh, uh, uh cotton candy wrapped in barbed wire tossed in butter and uh, a jack-o'-lantern that screams at you while you're eating it Blue Apron. Um, um, it's not Blue Apron, actually. It's uh, it's the future. Welcome to Pod Damn America, uh, sponsored by Trump Boxes, the new subscription service food stamps from uh, the the president. Um, hey guys, we got a sponsor. Uh, <laughs> I like how you turned into Rick Sanchez there. It's like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's uh, cum and everything, Morty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't do uh, impressions without just like veering all over the place like a car with shitty tires. Yeah, know? yeah, I can do a good impression for about five seconds. I can do an impression, but it always turns into Rick. <laughs> that didn't turn into it's Rick at all. Pickle Love Rick. Rick. Yeah. I can do. Yeah, we so got pickle Ricks. <laughs> you fucking cucks. Put them in a box. It's a whole box of pickle Ricks. Yeah, I can do a great Don Draper from Mad Men, but only saying one thing do it do it uh what do you want to hear 
<laughs> oh God! You're almost like That's only, uh, he says that in every episode. Like, what do you want to hear? Yeah, he does kind of. You sound, sound like the Zodiac killer. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> wow. He's calling he someone. Does. A- approach the approach the, the picture. The <laughs> yeah, don't look at me. He sounds like Philip Seymour Hoffman in Happiness when he's. Oh yeah, yeah. I want I want you to come. We're gonna come. He's <laughs> <laughs> from the dead. You're very good at these. Yeah. Okay, hello. Welcome to the show. I've got with me Rock of Meta. Yo. Anders Lee. Anders Lee here. Alex Patak. I'm not a guest. I'm just here sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a free-floating... <laughs> Those are going to be your last words. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a guest. I'm just here sometimes. I'm not a guest. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Is that an Eminem song? Britney. Yeah. Well, I know oh, what you're doing, that's man. What you're doing. Not, not, a gr- not, not, not yet a woman. Oh, I'm not. <laughs> not God, I'm woman. sorry, guys. I'm just always thinking about Eminem. <laughs> I, I think about Eminem too much, honestly. That's so Midwestern of you. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, Detroit. What's up? Hi. Shout out. I crawled in through the window. That's why you call me Window Guest. <laughs> I feel like that doesn't really track. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Hello. Welcome to the show. Uh, first order of business in this terrible week where everything's terrible is um, everyone's talking about Trump's new plan for uh, reforming SNAP benefits, which, uh, you know, colloquially is known as food stamps. Um, so basically, the story of the day is that uh, Trump has got this idea where he's going to turn food stamps into a like a more like a blue apron service where if you're you know you get a box and it's got like some shitty food in it and uh, this is somehow going to streamline uh, the the system or whatever. Why don't we disrupt food stamps? <laughs> yeah, it's been too long. First of all, you gotta put them in the mail. How do these things even work? No, you get a card. You gotta get a carrier pigeon to get one of these. Great, you get a. Why is it not an app? <laughs> you get a food stamp credit card and it's only good for. Buying food at a grocery store, which um, most, you know, people use to buy food at a grocery store. And there's always weird laws because of, like, you know, weird Southern Republican bullshit. I mean, a lot of a lot of Republicans run on the 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 boogeyman of like this. These people are just, you know, there's a welfare state and they're leeching off the system. The welfare queens. Yeah. And they're They're playing off the fear of monarchy. A friend of mine called him. So, like, I'm from a part of Texas where there's a lot of black people and so like the the you know everyone the the scary story they tell you is oh they're using the food stamps to just you know i don't know buy blunts or whatever but i have friends (laughs) 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 but i have friends that are from like the fucking south where they they'll they have the same bullshit they believe the same bullshit and a friend of mine called him a, a Mountain Dew card the other day he's like yeah you know these people don't work they just use it as a Mountain Dew card because you can technically buy Mountain Dew with a, a food stamp EBT it has card all the vitamins you need <laughs> it's yeah. fine it's not like we are consuming great food you know everyone else is because of uh, how hard we work or at whatever. this moment well, I am enjoying a Rada burger yeah nice I'm enjoying a Budweiser sponsor of the show Budweiser yeah. Pod damn, a delicious beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Uh-oh. thing that was interesting, like they don't vegetables and fruits are not included in this new uh, app that they're doing, and that's another thing they always. Say, I mean, because this is clearly like they wouldn't be doing it if it weren't for agribusinesses who are going to benefit from this. Um, but something they always say, it's like when o- people bring up obesity, it's like, well, that's just the market. People want to eat shitty food and so that's why they buy it is because they want it when it's like economically it makes no sense 
if you're living on like eight dollars an hour to buy vegetables yeah so there's a lot going on here um uh you know there's food deserts and things like that and there's also the the fact that um you know okay so trump's like boxes are gonna have like they're not gonna have fresh vegetables probably because it's not viable to to mail fresh vegetables just a second you know but there's this weird myth of like people running wild with these cards which you can't go that wild with a card that's for food the the thing that does happen sometimes and uh i mean i've seen it like you know firsthand is like in austin where i'm from people would stand outside of like the heb which is a local grocery store and um you know just have like a card and go like uh hey if you (laughs) you know you buy me some beer i'll just let you use this or whatever and that's like a little bit of a grift but in the grand scheme of things, it is like a tiny drop in the bucket in terms of like all the money that goes around the economy. Yeah, I don't fucking care. Who gives a shit? Beer is also technically food. Like, if you're why you know, are you so telescoping in on this one dude getting drunk? Well, because it's like the you know the boogeyman. It's Trump's boogeyman. Is that like that? There's this finite amount of money in the economy, and that like it this all is has the to go one to my thing gold building. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The guy with the fucking gold building is like, all the money is going away because of these fucking Anytime poor you, like, families. you finish the sentence in these horror stories, they don't really make sense or come across. It's always like, oh no, we can't have a budget for food stamps or else we won't have enough money to build the stealth warplanes I wasn't <laughs> supposed to tell um uh we can't have them yeah and then they if they eat fancy food if like good food then that's also a problem but if they eat shitty food then it's so it's right like, they want you to only eat like rice and beans and like yeah. also like you know you could probably sell a Trump food box for cigarettes and beer too i'm doing it now like there's no way to get around it and, and also oh, is it gonna say trump on it <laughs> no <laughs> i don't know probably not because okay so this is my main kind of point about this is that like everyone is kind of a buzz online about these trump like food stamp boxes and how like oh my god this is so insulting to poor people and yada 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 Where's the positivity and, like, i kind of think that if a Democrat had come up with this concept, oh, yeah. everyone would have just loved it Big because time. it would have been like, we're going to turn food stamps into a revolutionized app. And it like, sounds yeah. like a like fucking Silicon Valley guy idea. It's the exact same thing. And so what no one is really seeing is the, the actual story here, because like, you know, we had Macron run in France and his whole thing was, I'm going to run France like a startup. And that was sold as a like a liberal idea. Like this is like the way of the future and it's better than these old, old right wing people or whatever. But it. It is in essence right wing, and it all goes lockstep and file with like the 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 thing that like not it's not Trump. Like Republicans have been doing this for decades since like Reagan at least, which is privatizing social programs, right, mm-hmm. or public programs in general. So the the real reason this is a bad story is because what he's going to do with these food stamp boxes is they're not going to be run by the government they're going to be run by like they're going to be contracted out to a few small companies yeah. that are probably going to benefit a bunch of fucked up people yada yada, yada. raytheon brand <laughs> lunchbox that's what you're going to get you're going to get a fucking monsanto raytheon it's gonna be like a gun that shoots cereal in your face or whatever <laughs> <laughs> we put america's top scientists on top of sandwich duty <laughs> oops all berry bullets yeah. <laughs> yeah. oops all, oops all bullets yeah <laughs> Well, that's what what Clinton did too with uh, f- uh, welfare. 
back in the night, like welfare to work programs that yeah. would spread in the nineties where they would like take companies and just say like, you have to employ this person who's like disabled and has like five kids and needs to be home right now. Uh, like that, if Hillary won, they, they would probably put Bill in charge of this shit. He'd be like, I know you like the Nestle quick. We, we, we're going straight to your door. <laughs> Are you doing Don Draper again? <laughs> Remember when uh, Rahm Emanuel told all those Chicago kids that they uh, they couldn't graduate, get their diplomas unless they had plans for after high school? Uh-huh. <laughs> do you remember? Did you yeah, remember that? yeah, yeah. I read no. about that. Yeah, we talked about it on the cast. I'm just, I'm just wondering what I would have fucking come up with. I'm no like, one yeah. has plans I'm for after high school. I'm gonna sell drugs. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> That's the plan. You probably haven't heard this in the other kids, but I have this mixtape I've been working on, and I think it's going so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what, have, what, what, have, what would Chance the Rapper had said to him? <laughs> I would have said something like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I would have said I would have been a Jeffrey what? Epstein dancer. I'm going to, like, dance at Jeff Epstein's island. That's yeah, and he'd be like, oh, that's those are great benefits. Yeah. 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 I, I know those people. They're great friends. The mine. fucked up thing about that uh, is that being, like, a, a poor kid in Chicago, telling your high school teacher – you know that you're gonna sell drugs is probably actually a better plan yes than what they want you to say which is i want to go to like community college and one thousand percent things yeah. in a box and then they go into another box and then i you know fucking dead or whatever i <laughs> would probably have been in better shape if i spent two or three years after high school like selling weed and just hanging out than fucking trying to get into college to, get, to go to a college i don't even want to be at it's the current college. american dream it's right. unregulated capitalism yeah. that you do yourself by the sweat of your own brow yeah that then makes you into a like a small business owner there are not not to name any names of businesses but there are places around brooklyn who like the people who own them sold weed for a living for like 10 years and then they just bought a fucking restaurant mm-hmm. yeah that shit rules <laughs> looking at you we don't know any of those draft yeah. House. <laughs> they don't yeah the alamo draft house famously from brooklyn new york from brooklyn new york that's <laughs> <laughs> his deli yeah um, what businesses were you? I'm genuinely curious. About well, uh, well, I don't want to talk out of uh, school here. Brooklyn Roasting Company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what are those? Those Pot City. They sell pots and pans. <laughs> those Chocolate Brothers that made that fake chocolate a few years ago. Huh? You guys remember that shit? These, okay. Fake oh, chocolate or chocolate. I haven't chocolate. been reading my chocolate all right. news. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. That show got canceled. I think I, I might have been living in New York for a little bit longer than you guys, but okay. just to catch anyone up that doesn't know about us, Nast Brothers, that was the name of the company. So I live in this part of Brooklyn that's just a bunch of old factory buildings that are hollowed out and turned into, like, lofts and bullshit like that. Uh-huh. And most of them are, since I deliver pizzas, I've discovered – um, fashion shoots just go on in them and stuff like that like businesses that just shouldn't exist that have way too much money behind them but one of them I fucking drunkenly walked into this factory one day and there was just a chocolate factory and it was just like fucking <laughs> poor like hipster guys and with like aprons and uh, they were like would you like to buy a nine dollar chocolate milk and I was like no like, get the fuck out god you get up out of here so I was you know it was this what? dumb thing there's no it's not in a community. There's, like, no foot traffic. It makes no sense why these companies exist, right? But the Mast Brothers were very successful until someone figured out 
that they weren't actually making their own chocolate. They were just melting down Hershey's bars and then repackaging them with these like cute little like hip Brooklyn drawings on the <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was all over Twitter like a few years this ago. This one then. just says Vampire Weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Mark my words, within the next year there will be like a startup prison. Outside, like off the Morgan L. There will be a loft space turned prison into a, a profit. Yes, a for-profit uh, are prison. Are you conducting a citizen's arrest? <laughs> you can throw your little brother in. Yeah, yeah. Your little brother in that <laughs> startup prison. Get rid of the middleman. <laughs> Do you not like your ex-girlfriend? She's in prison now. <laughs> why there's, is there's it no a, rules in this prison. Why is it a little boy? Their spokesman. It's like a cute prison. It's really fun. <laughs> Why didn't anyone play with me in my prison? It's Mr. Poopy Butthole. That's who it is. It's because it's a chocolate factory. It doesn't sound like Mr. Poopy Butthole. Okay. (laughs) Back off! All right. Sorry. Um, Well, it's a little kid because it's a chocolate factory. Yeah. He's, yeah, he won a gold. It makes ticket. sense. It's like really, it's a smart joke. Gourmet, <laughs> Chuck E. <laughs> he discovers that they're melting down Hershey's bars, and then the chocolate factory guy's like, "You broke the rules." <laughs> <laughs> Sing the whole song and shit. I have to kill you in some inventive way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That movie's oh, fucked man. up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should do. Um, uh, someone has to have done like a Marxist. Reading of Willy Wonka Wonka in the Chocolate Factory? I don't think anyone has. I mean, it's like it's pretty obvious, I think. The Oompa Loompas, come on. Yeah, Yeah. that's why it's a good idea. Oh. They're oppressed. You didn't hear that from us. (laughs) Let's get David Harvey on to do a a close reading of Charlie. Let's get uh, Steve Harvey on. (laughs) (laughs) You can see the Oompa Loompas and their friends and uh, the next thing. (laughs) Got candies, chocolate, and all the rest of it. All the rest of it. All the rest of it. That's That's what I was looking for. I think Steve Harvey should run for president. Oh God, I would. Nothing I want more. We than that. need Jesus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I saw somebody. Um, oh, a bunch of people were tweeting this thing today where Steve Bannon was like, um, "Okay, so The Rock endorsed oh. Oprah <laughs> during Oprah's thing or whatever," and then Steve Oprah's, Bannon was I like, "I would not like to be president." Speech. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then the Steve Bannon came out and was like, you know, The Rock, your career is over. You've really bungled it this time or whatever. And so all these, like, liberal people are like, you know, wow, you know, damn, can you imagine uh, being as pathetic as Steve Bannon right here? But the re- the thing is, I think no one's talking about is the reason he's mad is because The Rock is a Republican. That's why he's mad. It's his guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know? Uh but we just he's like, not the Democratic nominee <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> I feel like it's going to happen. Steve Bannon, he probably will be. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, resistance he, hero, Steve Bannon. <laughs> he was like the Schwarzenegger because if you like in the '80s, like Schwarzenegger would go to the White House. He went to the first Bush White House, and he was, I like this guy. He's a Republican, you know. And eventually, he became governor. And the same thing was happening <laughs> with The Rock in the 2000s. And your, now he's your Bush sounded like Jack Lemon. <laughs> I thought that was Steve Bannon. I thought that was you being Steve Bannon. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> Read my lips. They're really crusty. That's what oh. Steve Bannon would say. Every one of your impressions sounds like a perfect impression of someone else. <laughs> yeah. <I love> it. <laughs> Andrews is like a house of mirrors. <laughs> you just want to get lost. It's yeah. about the essence of the person <laughs> in each of them. Yeah. Um, anyway, so these, these food stamp boxes are, you know, maybe going to become a thing or whatever. And I think it's kind of funny because like, it's, uh, it's bad, but it's bad for the people don't understand the actual reason why it's bad. Like, uh, we're just kind of shifting shit in around a table. It's all under the same 
politics were going. You know, it's bad because Trump did it. Uh, it'd be good if a Democrat did it. Um, you know, it, it, maybe you know, the whole reason food stamps are on a debit card is because debit card technology came out and they went, oh, we don't have to put these on stamps anymore. We can put them on a fucking card, right. you know. And so now for it to be a thing where it goes into a, it comes in a box, your apartment isn't that bad. It's fucked up and there's problems with it because like. What they're saying about these boxes is like, oh, yeah, it only has like, you know, basic, you know, pasta and peanut butter it's and shit. It's a physical box. That's the problem with it. There's a million <laughs> things that could fucking go wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's fucking bad. Here's but. what we need. Movie pass for poverty. <laughs> <laughs> that would be massively popular. It's not making money, but it's okay because it's socialism. I mean, yeah. the, f- the fact that it's going to be delivered by what? The UPS or something? Like if a Democrat was in there, they would get a Jeff Bezos Amazon drone. To shoot it into your house and like possibly, yeah, I don't even someone. care if I don't eat after that. <laughs> 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 Fucking airplane shoots food at you every month. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess like, and I don't know exactly what his plan spelled out because this is kind of a thing that someone found in his budget proposal. That's like, you know, you you sift through the whole thing and find the weirdest thing. And that's the story of the day or whatever. But like, my suspicion Box is food. it's, it's going to be mega privatized and it's going to be like one of those things where they try to they're just further trying to shift the economy into the hands of businesses because on some level some of these people believe that that is eventually this panacea that cures all society that's like clearly not happening Mm. but and then on the other hand there are other people like trump that like probably just don't care or whatever he's crazy um but uh i don't know the thing with the boxes is like how do i fucking put this into words put it in a box <laughs> what's in the box um what's in the box i don't know i watched that clip recently it's really disappointing it's not like as exciting as all the impressions of it are yeah, yeah. kevin spacey shows up who yeah. uh has no negative connotations attached <laughs> to him oh man that's kind of like i mean it, the the connotations only help him in that role i mean <laughs> It's like, oh, it's... <laughs> yeah, I killed a woman, a grown woman. In the movie and real life. He's kind of a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, I guess what I'm saying with the, the box thing is, like, um, the, the, the concept of privatizing it is way more of a grim specter like if, yeah. what if craft made all of your food yeah just for a month and it was just like craft macaroni and steak <laughs> it wouldn't bot like honestly, what if craft made your health insurance <laughs> i've been on food stamps before and like it's not a system that doesn't need reforming like there is something to it but it's it's like it's we shouldn't be wasting time thinking about it because it's such a a, a small percentage of the economy and like it, it really doesn't matter but it is kind of ironic and this is what pathologizes people in the south i think a lot or in yeah. just communities where there's like wealth disparity is when you see people that are on food stamps it's the same thing that happened to obamacare you see people get these benefits and then suddenly they're eating better than you are and you're broke but just above the level of right. poverty same with health insurance yeah it's all the same thing all around and so that's how people get really fucking bent and butthurt and become full republicans because they they someone offers them like an answer to that and tells them we also see this which is not actually a problem in the grand scheme of things if you understand the whole like economy and military and all the way taxes work or whatever but it's a really really easy way to get people freaked out about something right it's the old like don't look up situation you know that's why i think the only answer is to go fucking full 
like leftists and try to push for like universal reforms because if we had a society where you could just eat and you were just guaranteed a basis of living we wouldn't have this weird shit where your neighbor is suddenly eating steaks and you're like but i'm not as poor as them and yeah. oh my god and you're you know you're they have a drunk. mountain dew card and i like, have to work for <laughs> mountain dew i love mountain dew so much it's, everyone just loves mountain dew Baja blast code red <laughs> those are my children literally those are the names of my children code yeah. red get out of the cookie jar <laughs> i know we filled the cookie jar with mountain dew and you can't drink it all but it's for the whole family don't Coke. disrespect the live wire shrine and live wire himself <laughs> what is the purple one called? Blaha Blast? Bla- no. Blaha Blast is the blue one. It's light blue. Grape. It's like midnight. Blaha Blast you can only get at Taco Bell. It's like midnight love in or something. Is that is. true? Um, I think so. It's almost everyone will get it. Well, I, I mean, under communism, you would get it anywhere. Right. You know? That's the point. <laughs> That's, you well, wouldn't I mean, resent your neighbor. Baja yeah, forget Blast. Blast. And then you would both unite blast. against the actual enemy, which is the person. Because yeah. you know, I've had Blast, the capitalist class. I had a, <laughs> When I was first started at comedy, I had a pitch friend, black. That's we, why we were all like mega, mega fucking broke, and a friend of mine got food stamps, and then like he threw a barbecue, and like a lot of people got mad about it because we were like, "Wow, like that seems excessive." And when you got when I, I got on food stamps at one point, and they gave me an EBT card that was loaded with like four hundred dollars a month for groceries, and I I ate better than I've ever eaten in my life because. You know, before that, I was used to being poor, which is you spend like 40 bucks on groceries and it could get you through the month if you really need to, you know. And so it really was kind of funny to me because it made me realize like a lot of the politicians that are writing these laws are furious because they think that poor people. The reason that they're so mad about poor people getting free money is because they think that it costs $400 to buy groceries for one person. So oh, they're yeah. like, that's so much money. And it's like, <laughs> no, you needed to, you could have given me 50 bucks and I'd have been fucking fine. You know? <laughs> right. Well, I think the missing thing here is, and this is like an incompatible point with capitalism, is that uh, we, there's so much food that the, the society produces that is just not eaten. Like, I remember in high school, me and my friends would drive around to Krispy Kreme and there were just like yeah. dumpsters yeah. of donuts that were just <laughs> thrown out. Like, we, mm-hmm. like we, there's so much surplus that we could, you know, give to people without really having to fuck with things. There's a whole Seinfeld B-plot about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there was there's, a, there's a barbecue restaurant in San Antonio when I was living there called Bill Miller. And somebody I know figured out, or somebody I know worked there, and they were like, here's what you do. You go through the drive through Friday night at exactly 9.30 p.m. You go up to the thing, because that's right when they're closing, and then you they go, you know, hello, welcome to Bill Miller. Uh, we're closing soon. And you just go, I've got 40 bucks. <laughs> 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 Sit on the ground. And they, uh, they <laughs> what else do you want to hear? You just, <laughs> you just tell them how much, like, spare change you have on you, and they just go, like, all right, pull around. And they just start throwing, like, oh, shit. Buckets of chicken and, like, old barbecue. And, like, the main thing was pies. Tons and tons oh of pies. God. Just because like, it's a barbecue restaurant that, you know, they serve desserts and I everyone eats desserts. It's just, like, lemon meringue pies and cherry pies and all this bullshit. And then you would just go back home to your shitty college apartment and have a feast oh on, like, you know, whatever, 20 bucks or whatever the fuck you spent. It's the greatest story I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really funny because, like, that shit was going to go in the trash, but capitalism creates all these weird situations where you go, like, well, you know, 
should someone be profiting off that? Does this throw off the whole system if someone does eat this free shit? Yeah. A pie is $10 until mystery hour, and then all of the pie is $40. <laughs> yeah. And, like, this stuff I could see being, like, a feasible argument. It, capitalism kind of reminds me of, like, um, a religion in some senses where, like, I could see maybe, like, a couple hundred years ago where this might throw – the threat of this throwing off the system – might be a real problem but now it's so obvious that we live in a country that has so much money that that's not the fucking problem that if you redistributed the wealth yep. that would fix all of this and we wouldn't be like you shouldn't be eating pork on a tuesday after nine o'clock with a hat on or whatever you know no the whole the whole lens of analysis is totally fucked because uh like classical economics is all defending capitalism because it creates so much and that's a big strong point but now it's almost to the point of points of uh post-scarcity where you can create anything very easily from anywhere and anyone can do it and the question is like who gets it and are we just wasting resources the obvious answers are like yes and everyone (laughs) is dying (laughs) yeah we're you know we're living in is like katamari damasi there's just like that much shit laying around yeah and you roll up the cow when it gets is that what the game's about yeah it's about (laughs) (sighs) it's like when you pull up to Krispy Kreme at the right hour you get all donuts (laughs) it's a playstation 2 game Oh, I, I thought you were talking about like the book, the game. First, well, first oh. you start <laughs> rolling up the donuts, and you're going, you're getting more and more donuts, and then it goes up, and you're getting crawlers, and then after a certain amount of crawlers, you get like the one employee, and you're like, ha ha, I got the employee, and then your ball's getting bigger and bigger, and you're rolling out the door, <laughs> and you go up, you get a car, and then oh, you get all the Krispy Kremes. It's a Katamari Damashi fun time. <laughs> yeah. Mm, I like it. I was really excited to pitch Katamari Damashi <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Let's and make then, it into a video game. <laughs> you know, the your Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi's are like, we're going to get more people it consumed into the Katamari Damasi ball. <laughs> <laughs> Women and people of color, you know. That's who we are. We are a ball of things. <laughs> the Amazon Katamari Damasi merger <laughs> is imminent. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so I don't know what's going to happen with those those Trump boxes or whatever. Um, but I think it's, you know, kind of a nonsense uh, story, you know, whether it happens or not. It's, it's a bad thing because um, the EBT card situation is fine and you can, you can sort of get by on it, but it's really kind of red herring behind the, 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 the major issue of economics that underlies the whole thing with, that is going to affect the people that are on like food stamps or whatever. It's going to be yeah. really annoying if that we have to switch this box system. But, um, the whole thing's already fucked to begin with, you know. They're trying to reform your access to be even be able to get, uh, uh you know, to get access to it. Um, it's got all this shit where like you can't get hot food. You can't get hot food with your fucking EBT card or your Snap card. Basic question. I feel like I missed this at the beginning. Is this a bill that's up for passage? It's part of the proposed budget, proposal. budget. It's in a budget proposal. Yeah. Yeah. And someone just found it. Yeah, it's just kind of now. A, <laughs> well, so it was, they were reading the budget approval. It wasn't like a f- official statements. Yeah, it's what? kind of a nut job story. Like the budget, I think, just sort of came out and then somebody fished through it and tried there to. There has to be a better system than when people read through your bill <laughs> <laughs> way after oh, we there's, it on. There's definitely a better system, <laughs> but it's it, we're not using it. Well, that dude, so Mick Mulvaney, the dude who might be um, chief of staff if John Kelly leaves, who's now the OMB director. Um, he 
loves to say that like he loves gutting these programs and his excuse is like this is a hard power budget that's what he always says like we we need to focus on defense and like nukes and protecting you know america very mad tim allen Tool time. <laughs> they, so they have this weird dichotomy in like neoconservative like academia about h- hard power and soft power. And if you're focusing too much on soft power, like making sure your uh, citizens can eat, then you're not gonna. Then you, by definition, can't focus on like protecting the country from war or whatever. Conservatism is a lot of people getting together in a room and just going, "You hard, bro? Because I'm hard. <laughs> I've been hard. I'm talking about real shit. I'm doing budgets with real." Laws, you know what I'm saying? Real shit. And then one guy's like, "Is everyone else hard?" He's like, "Ah, don't worry about them. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna uh, be the first ones to go." Do you well, want to talk about? Um, well, all of it is what I was saying. All of it is irrelevant because, uh, according to Daniel Ellsberg, hero, hero whistleblower Daniel Ellsberg, is that uh, we're probably not going to go without a nuclear winter or fallout uh, in the next seventy. Years. Hell yeah, we gonna die. Did you guys read that interview? Yeah, New Times interview. I I'm exactly 31 years old. So that puts me at like by his metric, probably gonna get nuked, probably later into my life, and what's, I'm for it. What's the half life of a Jake Flores? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, I guess I should be dead by now. Uh, I got diverticulitis when I was 29, which is something you're supposed to get when you're like 40. I got colitis when I was like uh, 27, and it was like the most painful experience of my life. What? What is that? It's like a stomach virus. I was I, shitting blood. Yeah, it wasn't quite Damn, as bad. I think that's Damn, the advanced dude. level okay. of the advanced, uh, level? Yeah, the advanced level of the stomach <laughs> virus. Yeah. Uh, I was only an amateur, but uh, I <laughs> ended up in the champion hospital. Level <laughs> I, I ate like bad Jimmy Johns. Or I got something. the gold. It was Jimmy Johns. I th- was this so. in Minnesota? You were bronze. Yeah, I was. I was in Minnesota. Was this- I was with I was with my girlfriend at the time, and she's like, "That Jimmy Johns looks bad," and I'm like, "Of course." Because they I tried had, those out. I too. remember they- I had food poisoning, and like then I ended up ago. in the hospital, and they pumped me up with morphine because I was in so much pain. Well, I remember uh, when Jimmy. Jo- remember when Jimmy Johns in Minnesota was trying to unionize? Yeah, they're. Um, they they ha- had these. The people who were trying to to organize. Uh, the union had. Um, these images they would like try to spread online and stuff and it was like two sandwiches that looked exactly the same and one was like this is a Jimmy John sandwich uh, made by a healthy worker and this is a Jimmy John sandwich made by a sick worker so they would like force you to work um, they would threaten oh to God. fire you if you like had the flu I ate some sick person sandwich yeah that's probably what happened and then I got sick yeah, and I've I missed been my sick show. handling food on a professional level before and uh, people just take it yeah, yeah. They it, just you try to not look sick, but you're just like covered in ooze or whatever. I remember, you're just like, Here you go. yeah. <laughs> Once I was I was working in a movie theater and I was serving popcorn, so it was you know contaminable, contaminable. It's um, pronounced contaminable. <laughs> <laughs> but I sneezed because I, I had a cold, and the customer was like, "Are you sick?" And I just like stared at him dead. I was just like, "No." <laughs> and then I gave him the popcorn because yeah. I needed the money. Getting this paper, yeah. <laughs> I need $8 by uh, the end of the hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, so anyway, uh, Daniel Ellsberg, who is most famous for leaking the Pentagon Papers, which revealed the U.S.'s uh, plans for Vietnam. Friend of the and how they were Yeah, I, I wish. And how they were essentially lying about the war and that McNamara and everybody fucking knew in 65 that 
they were not going to win Vietnam, but they pushed for it anyway because, you know, they just were into having a real fun time. And uh, but what his recent book uh, called uh, The Doomsday Machine, which is based on his experiences working for Rand and Rand is a uh, uh, think tank uh, that was funded by the Air Force that helped develop the nuclear program the 70s and 60s and 50s i think but uh evil. anyway this so the most evil thing in yeah that basically has set in motion the end of the world like yeah. inevitably and like eldberg was observing all this and he just sort of like at first he loved working at the place and then he you know he uncovered all this stuff and he's like oh well i'm gonna lose my mind and apparently like one of the big takeaways was when he was copying the uh the pentagon papers he also made a copy of everything in his personal work safe which like included all the nuclear plans and everything and then he gave it to his brother to bury in a yard in upstate (laughs) new york and then the plans got swept away by a hurricane and flood and just got swept away into a landfill being lost forever and when they asked him, about, I was reading an interview and they asked him about it. He's like, yeah, it's probably a good thing because uh, I would be in prison right now if I leaked all that. <laughs> uh, but the big the big quote, uh, which is why I started delving into all this from the New York Times interview, uh, is uh, David Muir asked him, uh, how surprised are you that there hasn't been a nuclear apocalypse yet? He says, I am surprised. On the whole, we've been incredibly lucky. It's something like a miracle, but miracles happen, I guess. Uh, could we survive another 70 or 100 years without nuclear winter? It's unlikely, but it's not impossible. But no matter how small the likelihood is, I'm working to try to double it. Uh, yeah, so. I'm just, there's so little you can do with nuclear apocalypse mindset that it's almost not worth the energy of preparing for, in my view. No, because, like, how much time are you really buying? Well, I mean, like, you should do everything to avoid it, but to live like the world is about to come to an end seems everything else just gets thrown away. Like, it's hard to prioritize anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. And then, like, and then it doesn't come to an end. What are you going to do? It's like these fucking doomsday, religious doomsday people. Mm -hmm. What what I want to know is where are we going to hold the uh, nuclear winter Olympics? (laughs) 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 What are those going to look like? Uh, Russia, duh. (laughs) Probably not Korea. At the only withstanding <laughs> country, uh, the glorious Democratic People's Republic of Korea, <laughs> after winning the glorious war against the imperialists and standing atop of their mountain of virtue with all of the resources they've been waiting for in these past fraught years. My bi- my big takeaway from this is it this he's been trying to get this book published since like the 70s or 80s. Yeah, it's been and 40 it, years, yeah. 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 And like Looking at you, Random House. He could, you know, he could have been doing the podcast circuit, you know, a few years ago, going on like Comtown, Mark Marin, going Rogan. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I got a leak out of my dick. <laughs> your thoughts? <laughs> yeah. He looks at Ellsberg. He's like, "So who are your guys? Uh, not Robert McNamara? <laughs> oh, not him, but you know, um, <laughs> that would not be his uh, the first Washington guy for Post sure. uh, staff." Um, Oh, so uh, another big takeaway. So people have written about um, kind of the vague ideas that were in these nuclear plans. And he does. He says, he claims he has no 
uh, tangible information or evidence of this, but he's retained a lot of the information over the years. And I, I assume he has. If you read shit like that, you're not going to forget about it. So one big takeaway from the book is uh, this is from a Slate article. I've not read the entire book. I've read some excerpts and I've read some reviews. So another shock. The president, contrary to popular belief, was not the only person with his finger on the button. Rather, President Eisenhower had signed an order delegating uh, delegating authority to a small group of four-star generals and admirals all outside Washington to launch nuclear weapons in case he was incapacitated. Uh, Yeah. And then... uh, (laughs) And then I read further. Have you guys heard of the biscuit and the football? Is that I know a- the football? The biscuit is just what you eat while you launch the <laughs> missiles. Yeah, <laughs> it's, just, it's a sausage biscuit. It's uh, like a David Brooks book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The biscuit and the football. It's a Game of Thrones episode title. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The biscuit so, and the football. The nu- this is fucking <laughs> insane to me. So the nuclear it's a football fight between hot pie and uh, oh, go ahead. Is, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get we'll get back to it. Uh, a food name character. The nuclear football is a briefcase uh, that oh, was yes. carried around. That's generally carried around by Secret Service or somebody uh, that falls around the president inside her contents. Uh, that the president uses to authorize a nuclear attack, and the biscuit is a is gold cold gold, gold codes arranged in a column and printed on a plastic plastic card that the president carries around. And the biscuit <laughs> has been lost numerous times. <laughs> Jimmy Carter left it in his coat pocket and sent it to the dry cleaners. <laughs> there were like three months where Bill Clinton had lost the biscuit. Uh, I think Obama lost the biscuit at one point. <laughs> How would you not lose the biscuit? Yeah, you why would leave is it. there a biscuit? <laughs> you leave why it just not, Why not just put it in the briefcase? <laughs> it's like oh some God, some frustrated thing. bartender closing at night, just <laughs> swiping the biscuit. Like, I'm going to charge you 20%, motherfucker. I don't care who you are. <laughs> oh, I hate these new chip cards. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like almost setting off nuclear war. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing about the nuclear codes. You can set them off from a register at an Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. What I saw it, I mean, it's just gonna have uh, one of the blue apron lunch boxes for food stamps. It's gonna actually accidentally be the football. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw this uh, this dumb meme because uh, Trump is talking about having a, a military parade, which he's modeling after Bastille Day in France. And my man loves all, parades. I mean, it's dumb as fuck, and everyone's all going losing their minds about it or whatever. But uh, somebody <laughs> threw this meme out that was like um, a quote, an Eisenhower quote, where he was like. Um, you know, the, the, the Ruskies are having a parade in Red Square. I don't think we should do that because as the larger superpower, it would make us look weak to, you know, it's like you're, you're Olympic. You got a small cock if you're... Only Nancys have parades. And then it was, Eisenhower. Yeah, this like w- cool like picture of him with one eyebrow up like a fucking Pixar character. Like, huh? Pretty cool, huh? Like it was supposed to be like... It was from one of those Facebook groups that were like being liberal, you know, and like, uh, this, <laughs> like this is awesome. Eisenhower. Yeah, like Eisenhower. Yeah, like General yeah. Dwight Eisenhower. And just anyone that isn't Trump that's... Uh, has a different idea. It was supposed to make him like look so much more presidential and cool than him. And it's like, yeah, he was out there losing the biscuit everywhere. None of these people are our friends. That man's out dropping his biscuit. <laughs> what, what if that's like the one thing Trump is competent at is holding on to the biscuit? Like, oh, yeah, Obama yeah. lost the biscuit three times. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's going to get biscuit that's, all over that's the place. what he's going to talk about. Like, <laughs> I bet, like, I don't think Bush lost it, and I bet that's something he holds on to. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Well, that's, those fucking idiots couldn't hang on to this. Um, <laughs> 
off the biscuit. I see. I've joked about this on in the, the past. biscuit much. Real limp biscuits, well, I was, right? Yeah, I was trying to think of it. Yeah, I didn't have anything, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> no one said it yet. It's, it's just one of those days when you don't want to wake up. <laughs> <laughs> Did it all for the football. <laughs> See, I, I've made this as a, said this as a joke before, but I am starting to genuinely... You just want, you're just thinking about nuking the entire world. <laughs> 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 that, that little guitar. Wing, wing, wing. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> break stuff. Uh, <laughs> um, no, like, I've joked about this, but I, I genu- I'm starting to think that Trump has... Ordered people to nuke North Korea, and there because there's that group of people who can um, do it when the president is incapacitated. What if somewhere down the line they got a little more authority than we know about, and they've just like they're not? Oh, they yeah, they definitely have it, right? I yeah. agree one hundred percent. And it's not like a deep state thing, which by the way I'm very confused about. Uh, I I do not understand whether or not it exists because some very smart people seem to think it exists. It's not really a deep state so much as a soft tissue state. <laughs> it, well, it's like it's it's bureaucrats in the military, high ranking yeah. officials who have influence and who are otherwise normal people, but are also like, hey, let's. Get some more warheads, right? It's like it's not like a conspiracy. Yeah, it's not like Metal Gear Solid. It's been lost for hundreds of years. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you use the football until it's time. <laughs> I love how it took five episodes for us to do a Metal Gear reference. Could have been six, but yeah. Uh, it's all about the he said, she said biscuit. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So, what do you guys think? You, g- you think we're gonna die? Huh? I fucking hope so. Oh, I think I we're gonna ca- die. I'm kind of counting on things. it. I got parking tickets. I, I would kind of like to live forever. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> and you know, like a punished state in space, flying through like Superman when he's trapped in the crystal. You know, like <laughs> Superman's enemies. <laughs> yeah, I guess that, that might happen rad. with the nuke. Yeah. yeah. You don't know. No! <laughs> <laughs> you're I'm standing just... next to the right super science machine. You're hanging out with Elon Musk. <laughs> if I was talking to Crystal with Elon Musk, I feel like we could eventually really get along. Well, you would have to, right? If you share a crystal, you do have to. <laughs> you can't just keep screaming no forever. It's only for the first while. <laughs> Imagine you're like looking at apartments in Bushwick, and it's like, oh, this is really cheap, but it is a crystal. <laughs> it flies through the streets. It just keeps flying, and yeah. you live in it. It has six roommates. Somehow, post like nuclear apocalypse, like Bushwick is still being gentrified. Yeah. People are just still moving into ash and fucking caves and shit. (laughs) Yeah, this is rubble from the macroverse. Uh, Man, (laughs) this ash used to be rubble. This used to be a chocolate factory. (laughs) (laughs) I am trying to... And now it's a cupcake factory, so that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) I'm finding... I'm having a hard time envisioning a scenario where we disarm. Like, what would it take for that to happen? Because I disarm nuclear weapons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, there's no way it's going to happen now. This is going to sound yeah. crazy. But That's you guys ever like... smoke weed. <laughs> weed is illegal. OK, but I've been to California. It's OK there. And uh, oh, okay. I was like having these thoughts like uh, I feel like this is kind of taboo and left thinking. But if you ever think about like uh, the, the, the post human 
the cybernetically enhanced human where you start musk, you stop losing like basic animal traits and develop higher consciousness maybe that person could do those things you know like maybe you could disarm unilaterally if everyone was connected in a hive mind or did you like smoke weed right now <laughs> <laughs> no i just want to talk about this all the time <laughs> yeah elon musk is our guy dude yeah he's gonna he's post-human he's advanced uh he's past he's post-consciousness is that what it would be yeah, he's watched a lot of Rick and Morty. <laughs> it's the same thing. That would be so, same thing, yeah. dude. That would be so fucking funny if like that was the that was the basis for yeah. his worldview. It's like, well, yeah, I've been watching this. What if they got their fan base to like advocate for nuclear disarmament? Then it might actually happen. That's the only scenario. Yeah. I always think like they these, line up for these it. people yeah. with uh, incredible technological expertise Tell them and get the education sauce. could still be won over politically if you just had a cool guy talk to him for long enough. Like <laughs> like you had somebody who was like a, a strong enough convincer just around an Elon Musk type, you could win over swaths of the population. Yeah. Um, somebody do that. <laughs> do it. Oh, okay. I got a lot of do that. it, listeners. I don't have a plan. Solve heart, solve our problem. <laughs> One of you seduce Elon Musk. Did you see that shit? Hang on, I'm gonna have to pause while I find this. You see that shit about his, him and his wife? Elon? Yeah. No. All right, I, I gotta find this. His beautiful. W- okay, th- this is um. I'm gonna have to like look up the sources of this because I just found it on Twitter and I was pulling it off the top of my head. But um, this is a quote. Uh that Elon Musk said to his wife during the first dance at their wedding. Uh, and I'm just reading from the, the text that they tweeted. Are you supposed to say anything in a dance, at the first dance at the wedding? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you're supposed to dance, bitch, Elon, <laughs> you nerd. He um, said dance, bitch. <laughs> That's his quote. The lyrics that don't stop believing. <laughs> he, said, he, said, he said, quote, it's just one of those days. <laughs> That's what he danced to. <laughs> no, no, the quote is, okay, so this is from the, the thing. Still, there were warning signs. As we danced at our wedding reception, Elon told me, quote, I am the alpha in this relationship. Whoa. I shrugged it off, just as I would later shrug off signing the postnuptial agreement. But as time went on, I learned that he was serious. He had grown up in the male-dominated culture of South Africa, and the will to compete and dominate that made him so successful in business did not magically shut off when he became home. This, and the vast economic imbalance between us, meant that in the months following our wedding, a certain dynamic began to take hold. Elon's judgment uh, overruled mine, and he was constantly remarking on the ways he found me lacking. Quote, I am your wife, unquote, I told him repeatedly. Quote, not your employee. And this is Elon Musk's response. If you were my employee, I would fire you. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Alpha. Yeah. Alpha waves. You know, like, why would you be surprised that this guy is a huge piece of shit? A week ago during the Super Bowl. Did they get divorced? uh, I think that they did because she said she had post-nuptials. I'm going to have to look up. Very hateful thing to say. Help, I married a billionaire. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, Twitter is full of people kind of you know just taking this thing of this guy shooting a, a fucking car into space is like wow he's so cool and rick and morty science huh you know what do we want peer-reviewed but you know like those fucking <laughs> nerds um <laughs> like if you actually look into these people they're 
you know, they're fucking bad people. They're they, psychopaths. Yeah. Anybody nerds with that much not, power can't stay normal. It's impossible. And they, <laughs> nerds are like, they make cool shit, but they're broken people. Like, they're not inherently good because they're nerds. So, like, I feel like a lot of times we have these people who are like, now it's our time to get, a, get fucking our power back. I'm like, some of them are fucking assholes because they're, you know. Literally six months ago, Elon Musk was working for Trump. <laughs> I, or I'm, on his advisory board or whatever. I'm really into Elon Musk talking to his wife like she works for him. And he's just like, God damn, if you unionize with the other women. <laughs> you unionize with my other wives. <laughs> with Don't, Gibson's wife. Don't <laughs> unionize with the other women and I will get you a roller coaster. How does that sound? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's trying to get. Uh, yeah, That's hey. the next one, a roller coaster in the space. Yeah. I'm picturing it, and I'm not seeing it, Anders. <laughs> I'm not seeing a roller coaster. It'd be cool if there's one that How about goes... a real space mountain? <laughs> It'd be cool if there's one that goes to space, you know? I'd love to joke around with you fellows. I'm just not seeing how it could happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's not possible. Um, Takes you out, huh? Anyway, do we have anything else before I get to my main story of the night? Uh, you no, got to get it. talk Barry. Little Barry. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We should get the Little Barry. Watch. Girl, Barry. Yeah. Marion Barry in the Million <laughs> Man March. You see Obama's beard? Wait, that's good. real? I thought it was real. That's not real. Is it not I just real? I saw that on Twitter. And I don't I looked look good. Oh, he put hot, himself through the what would you look like as a female act. <laughs> <laughs> he was so high T that it just put a beard oh, on his Oh wow. I, I that looked real to me. Uh, I, this <laughs> is me contributing to a conservative podcast. You mean Michelle <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm back. I would never say that. <laughs> nice. No, I think it's I'm gonna say it's fake because he just got the portrait done uh yesterday. And he did not have a beard at that ceremony. Wait, did anybody oh, see that Sean know. Hannity uh, commented immediately like, oh, disgracing the office, the one president who looks too sexual in his <laughs> portrait. <laughs> I was like, why do you think he looks sexual? That's like clearly projecting. Wow. <laughs> There's so many like people that hate Obama that are just like, God damn, what it's he's doing to the country is just so decadent and delicious. <laughs> and not I just- want him to do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. What is he? He's sitting in a chair in a forest. He's like, a president with washboard disgraces. I'm surprised Hannity never got me too'd. I mean, he still could, but he just killed those women. <laughs> he seems like if I had to pick a yeah. Fox News guy, like, when you're like only one, when you're like Ed Gein, that's not getting me too'd. That's getting <laughs> discovered. <laughs> oh man, Hannity killed women. <laughs> no, probably, this could be real. He's probably, he's probably fought them in like kind of a jovial yeah. way, and he's strong. But uh, but yes. Barry Weiss from the New York Times tweeted this thing um, that was pretty hilarious. Immigrants. Um, okay, so there there was this uh, this Olympic figure skater who was the first woman to land a triple axel uh, in the Olympic Games in. Pyong, Pyeongchang. Pyeongchang, yeah. Um, so I'm getting drunk. Um, and she became a Twitter darling. Uh, all these people are tweeting about her. Um, somebody from The Big Bang Theory tweeted about her, and she was like, that's my favorite show. These people are idiots. Uh, they're Yeah, but they're great athletes. <laughs> I mean, they're golden retrievers. Have you retrievers, spoken to you know? an athlete? <laughs> yeah. They're not focused on... They're too busy sense. skating. It makes sense. Um but so Barry Weiss from the New York Times tweeted out this thing uh, and like 
Okay, so there's a lot of weird controversy about people praising her and, and calling her Japanese because she's from America, but her parents are Japanese immigrants. Mm-hmm. I saw people get in trouble in both ways doing this. <laughs> like somebody was like, this is this sounds great. awesome that this American person did it. And all these people were like, American, she's from Japan and we have to deal with this all the time. Or you just call us Americans. <laughs> and then there were a lot of other people in this Barry Weiss thing where she was like, um, you know, some weird quote from, from Hamilton that's like, immigrants are great. Uh, immigrant immigrants, pa- we get shit done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That yeah. was the quote. Go, Ice Empress. And these people were like, <laughs> all these people responded and they're like, immigrant, she's from California. And, uh, you know, her parents are immigrants and you're being racist or whatever. Um, which, so I don't know. I, I saw both those things happen within like 10 minutes. And I thought, you know, what, maybe, like maybe we should just. Maybe we, maybe Twitter shouldn't exist. Like maybe we shouldn't be like, <laughs> screaming at each other about that, this. Cause that is the baseline of everything that happens on Twitter. <laughs> there's like well-meaning shit going on there, but it was pretty funny with Barry Weiss because she was quoting Hamilton and then doubled down real hard on it. <laughs> um, what did you say on Twitter, Raghav? Like, uh, oh, if like you ever, it just like shows how painstakingly white and out of touch the New York Times opinion section is. You know, her, Thomas Friedman, Brett Stevens. If your defense is I'm not being racist, I was quoting Hamilton. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that. Yeah, that's that was it. It's like, I'm not racist. I'm referencing Hi- Hamilton. It's <laughs> like it's the equivalent. Of just be like, I can't be, you know, a homophobe. My friend is gay. Yeah, whatever. Which it's this, just, this is uh, not to. I can't be a homophobe. I was referencing Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> I can't uh, be a homophobe. I've seen a m- musical <laughs> where old <laughs> statesmen rap. Um, this is kind of not to drop drop a hot off the presses, uh, big fat um, pizza pie on this <laughs> podcast. What's about to happen? This but, is a uh, Hamilton rap. <laughs> <laughs> on Tuesday, the New York Times editorial board announced the hiring of Quinn Norton, technology reporter and commentator who has written in praise of a German Nazi defended the reputation of neo-Nazi hacker Weave and used racial and homophobic slurs on social media. And then uh, this article on Splinter News shows a couple of the tweets. Uh, a very um, liberal use with of the N-word in a lot of these, I guess. Uh, liberal use of the N-word? Yeah. <laughs> they do call it the N-word. That's the, the big Man, has anyone ever done a joke about that? That's like low-hanging fruit. Uh, this is I'll be right back, guys. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast <laughs> is a bit factory. <laughs> it's a premise podcast. It's <laughs> like uh, this person had a very conservative use of the N word, you know, <laughs> which means more. <laughs> yeah, one of those. Uh... Uh, yeah, also Barry Weiss was uh, the person who wrote that uh, very stellar Aziz op-ed that was oh, titled boy. "Aziz and Zari is guilty." Period. Of not being a mind reader. (laughs) Right. Also racist. Just because you're brown, why should you be a telepath? (laughs) I'm not Zoltar. (laughs) I was going to make up a fake thing, and that was almost funnier than. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Yeah. Zanzar is guilty of having a huge dick. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, so her thing basically is. She's a millennial, but her audience is not millennial. She's catering to, like, martini-drinking baby boomer liberals who are, like, 
um, progressive, but they're fed up with this the the, the meat like political correctness. She's the you forgot to give us homework correspondent. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And. She- like, she's a darling to all of the people you hate. <laughs> mm-hmm. And this shit, I mean, she's been doing this for, she used to be uh, a writer for tablets, which um, is, you know, has some You good don't stuff. write on tablets. Uh, right, what are you, unprofessional, <laughs> number one. I'm busy playing my apps. <laughs> she, like, yeah, she's the person who sits at the kids' table and then leaves the kids' table and just tells the parents everything we're talking about <laughs> and talks shit about us. Right. But a couple of years ago, there was a march, a, a GLBT march in Chicago, the Chicago Dyke March, and they uh, didn't want the organizers uh, did not want a uh, Star David flags because they, you know, they solidarity with the Palestinians is very important. And she um, came out and saying that like uh, this is you know anti. Semitic and all this shit. So she's for a while she's been a campus warrior on like the 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 Israeli side railing against this shit, and now she's just trying to like be the 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 and, and this this goes back to like the center left at this point is basically seeding the identity politics argument. Now. Don't like you want to be led by ago, professional narcs? She sounds like a real Netanyahu. That's what <laughs> she sounds like. Listen, nice, I know dude. that it's self. Defined Dyke March, but when you said that, we all looked at each other. <laughs> like, I, I was like, "Really? Is he allowed to say that?" Anders Bits, s- not right now. <laughs> Anders can say it. He's on the spectrum. It was. <laughs> it was for you know. It was for uh, dam and, and waterfall related prevention oh, uh, in conjunction with GLBT. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I'm getting so mad. <laughs> Can I have one of your beers? Yeah, please get <laughs> Thank in there. Thank you. Um, okay, so the New York Times is hiring uh, more and more uh, Nazi-friendly people. Um, yeah. Right. I mean, they're they're basic. Like they were, they're not championing identity politics anymore. It was a convenient thing two years ago. We don't need to go into why, but now it's pretty clear they don't actually give a shit about that. Yeah. You know. Yeah, they're just like, oh, this isn't working anymore. Well, yeah. they still have Lindy West. Uh, yeah. Uh, for, well, Jezebel. Is she running for the Times now? Mm-hmm. Oh, She's okay. uh, She does a column where she uh, talks about uh, being brave in the face of Twitter mentions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's the anti-Nick <laughs> Mullen correspondent. Some of those literally <laughs> were about Nick Mullen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's Small just world. there like every every night she's going to bed and like pointing out a window at a star and be like, I know you're there. <laughs> <laughs> she started a podcast just called me. <laughs> Fun Town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nice town. It's a different kind of town where people respect each other. I just, yeah, I just imagine somebody like tithing the podcast. We're like, yeah, but nice town doesn't rhyme with. Don't you get it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I insist. We're gonna call this female ejaculate town. <laughs> yeah. The female orgasm is real town. <laughs> Do you remember that thing she wrote years ago that was just like an all it was like a she published it, but it was just like all caps like slamming on a keyboard. I can't remember what the fuck it was about. Are there you there, of, there are is you a of there Tyler is the a, creator? <laughs> yeah, you're thinking of Tyler's uh Twitter. Um, <laughs> I was thinking of that when that guy writes as Ghostface Killer about rap music. Uh uh, I don't know that. That sounds ah, great. Tony Starks. I, you never <laughs> read that shit? That shit's badass. This guy uh, used to do this I, once a year. He would 
Everyone thought it was Ghostface Killer, but it wasn't. It was just like a really well. Oh, is that the one where oh, wait, he lists the, the top yeah, yeah, yeah. soft? Yeah, yeah, when he does yeah, yeah. the softest guys yeah, yeah, yeah. in the game in that 2012. That shit's great. Yeah, 2012 <laughs> is just Drake over and over again. One of my favorite yeah. articles of all time. Uh, yeah. Love Drake. We have Shout out to Drake. I love you. Uh, who Drake come with on the Mickey Mickey Mill Drake beef? This is wildly out of date. Wait, what about it? How did he? How did this guy? You say Meeky? Meek Mill and Drake were having a beef in like 2015. Yeah, that was a hot year. That beef's gone bad. Old beef. It's a comedy. Yeah, Meek Mill's a western beef. Anyway, what what were we talking about? Let's talk. Let's West. Okay. She wrote an article, all caps thing. I. It was bad. All right. Listen, there's one. Uh, we're getting near the end of this. There's one thing that America needs to discuss uh, before we can get on with our our evening and our day tomorrow when this podcast comes out, and that is Sammy Sosa's ever whitening face. Um, not a home run. Yeah, if anyone is Sammy not Sosa, seeing what's going on with Sammy Sosa, um, go, just literally. Google Sammy Sosa and this image will pop up. But basically, Sammy Sosa has been slowly whitening his skin over like the last uh, 10 years. And um, this fucking great picture just popped up uh, that he took with his wife at a wedding where he's wearing like a red cowboy hat and a white gaucho shirt with a little bolo fucking ruffled thing and like Texas style tightly tucked uh you know, Wranglers. Texas forever. And then his wife is just in a cowboy hat and this, like, chola fucking weird flannel top thing and, like, a corset. It's fucking crazy, but the most jarring part about it is that if you look at it, he looks like, um... He looks like one of the Mexican cops that would pull me over in San Antonio that was super white Mexican and... Wait, uh, there's specifically one or just a lot of them? No, there's just a lot of these dudes and, uh... He almost looks white, and he was a black person. Like it's when a he was full Michael Jackson transformation. Yeah, he's doing Michael Jackson shit. When he was, I made a sound when I saw it, you were all here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. When he was playing for the Cubs, and he was you know competing with um, what's his face McGuire for home runs. Um, you know, he was like he looked like a he was black. He was dark skinned yeah, black, a, d- a dark brown. Um, and he's apparently you know quit baseball and there's this I, I read a couple articles about this and apparently he um in the last few years like since like 2009 the cubs have offered him his job back on the on the on the now that he's white like <laughs> predicated on the, the 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 what do you call it the the premise the premise that he um will remain own white. up to the performance enhancing drugs he was oh. doing while he was playing baseball and trying to win that home run rally, right? That whole home run contest he was having between Yeah, uh, we're still uh, talking about it. Um <laughs> <laughs> and he won't talk about the performance enhancing drugs he was using, but he also won't talk about this crazy skin bleaching shit he's been doing because He's only been talking about kale. <laughs> yeah. It's a superfood. It has everything. He uh, he looks like a Breaking Bad villain. So he looks like. So weird. He does. He does look like a Breaking Bad. <laughs> in that picture, he looks like a like a tweet that's like, "Howdy, I'm the emoji. I'm the sheriff of the DSA. I've got a little <laughs> rose on my shirt." He he doesn't look like Gus. That's the one he doesn't yeah. look. Like. 
But like, there's other pictures from like a year or two ago when he just looks like a, he's like Dracula. He's like because his hair is also he's like straightening it and like slicking it back and shit, and he's just got this weird gaunt fucking skin tone. Um, no one knows what's happening with him. He doesn't appear to give a shit. I think he saw Draco Malfoy at some point and was <laughs> like, this guy's got starry looks. Howdy, I'm the sheriff of internalized racism. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I remember hearing during his home run competition that somebody me- had to measure his testicles as part of the investigation. <laughs> no, nah, that was just for fun. Yeah. <laughs> somebody had to do tell that. me how big my balls are. <laughs> somebody told him that they had to measure his testicles <laughs> as part of the investigation. <laughs> I can only measure them in my mouth. It's a weird <laughs> system the MLB has. Yeah. He put the tape, like a, <laughs> a, a tape measure around his mouth like a tailor. <laughs> I know it's weird, but that totally sounds like a Michael Jackson story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have to. Well, this whole thing sounds it's, like he looks like Michael Jackson now. Yeah, it's fucked up. <laughs> Just had to do it all for the nookie. <laughs> First as tragedy, then as baseball. <laughs> yeah. Um, is this a clean enough segue where we can just talk how Dane Cook looks like shit now? Yeah, everybody fucking. Yo, he looks like Harvey Weinstein almost exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, he was fucking weird. He was dude. such a handsome man. What happened? Did you ever? I, he something's got to come out about him because have you heard, heard that Jim Jeffries bit? That's no. supposedly about him. Guys, if you're at home listening, look up the Jim Jeffries bit, but it's insane. Dane Cook's probably a psychopath. Welcome but to he looks uh, like shit. Ragov's Comedy Gossip Corner. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. going into the it. Blind <laughs> Items by Ragameta. Yeah. I remember. I, I just have to look up that bit. Well, you, you, he looks like shit. What else? I don't know. I thought you had secrets or something. I had a, f- a friend in uh, high school who ha- grew a beard when he was like 14, and so everyone would t- tease him for being a narc. And this is like when Dane Cook was really big and he came to play the XL Center in St. Paul. And so he's just like walking around town. And my friend uh, saw him and was like, dude, I'm a huge fan. I'm like, I want to be a comedian one day. Like super finger. Yeah. (laughs) Huge inspiration to me. And then uh, Dane Cook went on the local radio the next day and was like, yeah, I'm just walking around downtown St. Paul and this narc comes up to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, that rules. Yeah. You got to own your friend on public television. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that old man made fun of a teenager. That's fucking awesome. Man, yeah. I'm going to be sad when he goes to jail. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of my childhood going away. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is destroying my childhood. Uh, not Lady Ghostbusters. No. Um, Lady Dane Cook. That's we that's s- the next reboot. Yeah. Have Lady Dane Cooks. Clap, clap, clap. Hey, I've done stand-up in New York City, and uh, she already exists. Yeah, th- those are definitely <laughs> real people now that we're yeah. dwelling on it. There There's, like, women. kind of a lot of them. <laughs> oh, man. There's just every different, like, combination of those There are a things. world of Dane Cooks. There's just, <laughs> you know, take a, a gender and a fucking old comedian and you know, spin both those roulette wheels. There's every combination of those things. I've seen women Dane Cooks. I've seen like male Margaret Cho myself. That's what I'm. You're a male yeah. Margaret Cho. Andrews Joe. is a male Margaret Cho. Yeah, yeah. He's still harmful if swallowed. <laughs> I honestly think Mar- Margaret Cho is a female Andrews Lee. Yeah. I'm like a male <laughs> Mark Marin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's dumb. Uh, I think I think we should probably wrap up. We're about a little bit over time. Uh, what the heck with Jake Flores? <laughs> Plugs, anything? When the fuck are we going to be in Minneapolis? 
March 22nd, 23rd, 24th. We don't need to plug it every episode, but if you're out there, please come out. Take me with you. The only thing I got to plug. Actually, no shit. Okay, this episode is going to come out on Valentine's Day. I'm going to be, if you're listening to this on Valentine's Day, I'm going to be the tank in Manhattan. Um, I'm also going to be at Union Hall this Saturday, uh, February. Let me look it up. Nice, dude. Nope, it's not happening. This Saturday uh, at Union Hall, I'm going to be doing uh, Picture This, which is a cool show where they have an animator animate your set while you're performing. It's That's really cool. cool. Oh, that so, sounds wow. rad. One Congrats. of my favorite shows. Um, yep. Can't figure out what day that is. Whoa, no, 17th. It's uh, Saturday, February 17th. You cool. did it. Okay. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, please come to my new weekly show. It's at Avenue... Uh, it's not... No, no, no. It's at the Sing Sing Karaoke Bar on Avenue A. It's called Bad News. It's a comedy show. It's news-themed. We wear wigs. We do the news, and there's stand-up comedy. Rockoff was the DJ last time. It's at 7.30s on Sunday. It's five bucks. It's pretty good. Uh, also, check out the Dragon Ball Z recap podcast I do. It's mostly bullshit. We had Felix Peterman on the last one, so that's like applicable to you as a, 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 a man in the people's war. <laughs> and uh, that's it for my plugs. Patak jokes on Twitter. Yeah. I am uh, at Anders Lee here on Twitter, Anders Lee here, and I, um, if you are listening to this, the day comes out, and you're free tonight, and you want to come confess your love to me for Valentine's Day, Pete's Candy Store, 10 p.m. Anders needs a date. not kidding. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh... Yo, how does Amber feel with Gabe's show being during Valentine's Day? We will find out. (laughs) She's, well, she's on the show. Um, and then, uh... Come check me out February 25th. I will be doing my solo show, Dummy, at Ryan's Daughter, Upper West Side, 7 p.m. as part of the Upper East Side uh, unofficial Ed Fringe Fest. That's it. It's going to be good. Andrew's a special. Have a good night. Or whenever you're listening. Bye. Good night and good luck.